And it is now time for the last episode of 2021, episode 17. And we have a special guest in the class. Oh, hello, Mr. Murray. How are you, Jay? Welcome been back. It's so long since we've, been, back. since we've been in person in the edge of suburban studios. Edge of suburbia. <laughs> We're He's going to get the name right eventually. A couple of drop kicks <laughs> from the Witten Oval, the, uh, the podcast for um, the uh, fans and supporters of the Western Bulldogs Football Club. And um, we're free uh, from lockdowns. We're free from stay-at-home orders. And we're back together face-to-face in the studio. And it's the last episode of 2021. And it's an opportunity to have a bit of a, a look over some, some draft news, some, some uh, up-and-coming news from the AFLW season coming up next year in January. Um, and a bit of reflection on um, um, what what prezies we might have picked up from... Uh, from the dogs. From the dogs and, in uh, 2021 and what they might need to presence to take him into a bigger and better 2022. And it's been a been a quite a interesting sort of couple of months since we were last on, on the potty. Um, we've had lots of oh, finishing off the trade period. We've, we've had uh, some you know, excitement coming through from the AFL women's getting closer and closer. And they're just a matter of uh, weeks away until they the ball bounce. And we'll be having a bit of a chat about that as well. But, uh, but Jace, I guess the big question is... Did you get lost coming here? Was Google Maps out to get you to the edge of suburbia studios? Uh, I didn't. I, it was all like muscle memory, so I got, I got here fine. Um, it was it was a bit like um, you know um, deja vu. It's been a long time, uh, but good to be back in person uh, in the flesh uh, for another another uh, episode. Um, and this one is just a little sneaky episode just before the end of the year, um, and then we'll look to uh, f- um, the twenty twenty two season, firstly for the women. Um, leading into the start of the comp in, in January at the Witten Noble. Um, and then we'll um, work towards uh, a bigger and better 2022 after the heartbreak of the uh, premiership loss yes. uh, to the Melbourne Demons in Perth. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's maybe jump into uh, the, the end of, of trade period. We uh, we sort of talked about, uh, we caught up sort of halfway through before the draft happened. Um, we picked up uh, Tim O'Brien from the Hawks and... Uh, Done lots of pick swapping for this young yeah, well, son of a gun. Well, a good pick up for um, Tim O'Brien, who um, um, in the end fills a, a major gap, major hole with um, Woody's re- um, retirement announcement. Um, he is someone who showed his class and skills in our loss to Hawthorne in Tassie, if you remember. Mm. Um, and he'll be a high flyer, um, athletic, um, and a big win for us to, to build our um, defensive stocks um, as we lead into 2022. Uh, but Nick, uh, we, we were again the uh, the big story of, of the uh, the draft, the AFL draft this year. Again, picking up the uh, the number one draft pick for a song. Um, tell us about it. Tell us about the the big pick. Well, it ended up being um, it was a bit of a to and froing, wasn't there? Um, where I can't quite remember who who had the the pick who went for for Sam. I can't quite remember that one. Um, but anyway, in the GWS, end, I think it could have been. We're mm. best friends with them. So uh, we end up um, picking up Sam Darcy as a, basically just equalising the, uh, using all of our points that we've banked up during all the pick swaps, and we even got it active during the night, even before our turn came up. Um, so yeah, so we picked up Sam Darcy in pick number two, uh, 204 centimetre, uh, uh, basically utility player, going to be um, going to be quite powerful, I think, in the half forward line or half back line, or wherever we decide to put him. Um, fast developing. Uh, we've, we sort of talked a little bit like him. He's, he's um, just it's a player who stood out during all the 
uh, the, the, I guess what the limited TAC and the Metro, um, sorry, the state comps. Um, and some schoolboy comps as well. Um, he's very much like uh, Jamara, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's got the high, that natural athletic ability. Mm. Um, and that, that also elite. from the Oakley Chargers, another another recruit from the Oakley Chargers. Yeah, they want to sort of keep an eye on, aren't they? Um, and, and like we said before, he's, he's son of um, Luke Darcy, um, grandson of David Darcy. So we've got, it's our three-generational player um, coming through with us now. So, but yeah, and like you said, with the Darcy going through Vic Metro, Scotch College, Oakley Chargers, Metro Under-19s, um, Lots of strengths that he has. He's what does he bring, Nick? What does he bring to uh, to his game? Well, he does bring versatility. He can go up forward, go up back. Uh, can go into the middle as well. Pitch hit a ruck. Yep, pinch hit when needed. Um, athleticism is, is one of his key points as well. Mm. Be able to run run the ground. And certainly, when you look at his highlight reels, you can you can see that um, athleticism, that marking skills, aerial impact. Um, he's um, uh, almost a complete player at this point, isn't he? Mm, yeah, just great leap on him and. Uh, and his, his ability to read the play as well was one of his key points as well. An area that he's got to probably have a bit of a work on for this season. He's probably started already in, with, with the Dogs pre-season, with the first years and first or thirds uh, with their pre-season. He's building up his strength. So that's something which I think you sort of get with those tall boys is that uh, they're a bit, bit lean and it takes a couple of years for them to put the... The yeah, I was, I was thinking a little bit about it when, when we look at some of the other top ten draft picks that were picked up by some other other teams, and some of them have uh, you know their their mids or or their other position players, and and they're ready made footballers. They'll mm. go straight into senior teams for the AFL uh, men's comp. But I think um, it might be a case again with Darcy as with Jamara that they'll take a bit of time mm. to to give him a bit of an exposure to build up his um, his confidence and and his. Uh, his play within the system that the doggies have got. And it, it is a big step up, I think, going from the 18s and 19s, where you are a, a walking giant. When you go into the, the even just the, the VFL uh, sort of level, you've got, you know, you're playing up against you know, quite solid men as well. So I think that's going to really be great for him to learn that ability to take those bumps really hard and, and be able to bounce off them and, and start to build up his presence on the ground with those other you know, similar build uh, players. So it's getting tested on the ground. I suppose he, mm. he perhaps has um, um, one up on other opponents in the air um, and it's demonstrated greater marking abilities and positional play. Uh, but with his uh, current size, he'll, he'll need to uh, um, spend a time building up his, his strength and, and his body build um, over time so that he can match it with the bigger players and bigger defensive bodies that uh, we know uh, are across the other teams in the mm. competition. Yep. Similar to what Jamara faced when he came into That's the right. into the competition yep. as well. And I know that, uh, that we'll have a, a sort of schedule for him to be flowing and, and some key key performance indicators that they want him to achieve before he'll um, get a proper look at to even have a go on the men in sorry in the senior side. Um, they they won't rush him. I don't I don't I think the days of throwing an eighteen year old just because he is number one or number two or number three draft pick into the into the senior side, you've got to earn your place, and that's what can sort of come with the with uh, Bevo's approach is that you have to earn your place to get in um, and to be able to um, to be able to achieve, I guess. And so, who do, who do you think he 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 looks like? Who does he play like that people might know in terms of other 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 talls in mm. the competition? Who's he like? Well, they've been talking about making comparisons between him and the King boys. Mm. Um, so we've got Max King being King. Um, so that special quality, the ability to um, read the play really well um, and the leaps and, and uh, sort of take really strong marks. And that's something that um, that they'll be, you know, he'll be showing off, I think, through the VFL squad. 
Um, and that's what we'll be keeping an eye on. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing his highlight reel before he does make his senior debut uh, with the Dogs. Fantastic. So um, looking forward to um, his his uh, his time at the Doggies training himself up to have a go this year, um, and then hoping he'll uh, he'll fit into what's going to be an incredible wall up forward line. If you have a look at some of the talent that's going to be mm. sitting in sitting and waiting for uh, uh, development there. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know Aaron Norton and Jamara will be um, hopefully Jamara again some more game time key positional players and um, Tim English um, slotting down there at times. We won't see Josh Bruce for a while with um, a mm. season-ending in, um, injury at the end of last year. Um, is there an opportunity for um, Sam to um, have a few goes, uh, a bit more time than perhaps Jamara got in his first year? Um, I guess it depends on how much um, how much Feb gets into the media, I think, maybe. I'm not sure about that. But um, I, I'm really thinking that uh, he may get a bit of a run if we do perhaps get a bit of an injury to one of the tall forwards um, and to sort of see how he goes. But, you know, with Bevo, he might just end up going, oh, let's see how he goes up back and let's see him leap and bound and learn learn the, the, the techniques of, of, of the, the top um, forward players by playing defence and watching them play well. Well, there's no free kicks, no free rides with Bevo, so he'll need yep. to earn his place. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yep. Do you want to um, walk us through some of the other picks that the doggies picked up? So a few surprises, a few yeah, yeah. interesting picks. Yep. So from from the WA uh, Waffle Colts, um, Colts, sorry, we for pick forty three picked up Arthur Jones. Um, it was one of the, it was a bit of a surprise pack from um, from um, Claremont, um, and it was just stood out well in the Western Australian draft combine. So he's a he's, he's a short um, short player, one hundred seventy eight mm. centimeters, sixty kilograms. Yep. Um, what, what what kind of player is he? Well, it, it, speed and endurance was what, what sort of stood out, stood out for him. His athleticism, his uh, work rate, uh, so that yeah, that's up and under type situation. Bit of an outside player, outside runner. Yep, outside runner as well. And those pinch hitting, hitting X factors, which we always like to see those um, young nuggety uh, players sort of pop up and you know take a take the game on, and that's what he's sort of known for. So the areas he needs to improve a little bit is a bit more strength and he's a little bit raw as well. So. Um, and, and, and a bit of relation to the Cracker family too. So there's a bit yeah. of history there. I mean, the, um, the, um, um, always a question about um, whether, you know, um, kids coming from other states to play mm. in Victoria um, will fit in. Um, um, the, the Bulldogs are a very welcoming club mm. um, and I'm sure the other players will, will get around him um, and hopefully he won't have those um, um, missing home kind of feelings when mm. he comes to play with the doggies, yeah. um, but he, he he looks like a, a special player. He looks like someone who could bring a did a bit of uh, dash and, and um, flair into yeah. the game, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think we do have a really good um, support network. I think with, with Brett Good still playing around with the club and in that welfare role that we do have him in. Um, so I think we've got a quite good setup for him to be able to sit in well. And the fact we had, uh, I think one of his uncles, Phil Cracker, mm. uh, back in the nineties. Um, 90s? Yeah, 90s, early 90s. Um, so, so I think that'd be nice sort of home connection. Hopefully, that will make him sort of settle in really well. And what's he got to build? What's he got to? Um, what strengths does he need to build up in terms of his improvement to be made? Um, I guess you know, taking on contested games, so he's not, not just being on the outside. Um, perhaps and gets a bit more exposure, a bit more experience, and I think you know he should be able to get that um, and build up his strength through that. Uh, through the, the VFL sort of system. Yep. And hopefully he, he earns a spot to come up and, and we'll see that flair that he's, he's known for and that uh, spirit that we, we know that he has. Yeah. Um, Jason, want to talk about uh, our yeah. next pick? Yeah, um, next, next pick, Luke Cleary. 
189 centimetre, 80 kilogrammed, um, picked up from the NAB League boys, a defender. Um, so he's a, uh, been a consistent um, performer over the season um, across defensive uh, 50, um, shows uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of go. Um, he's a top age, top age impressed this year with his position, positioning by the ball, reads the ball well. Um, and then he's someone who follows up his, his good work and his um, a safe pair of hands and a good kick. Um, he's not um, not described as you know uh, the flashiest of players, but can be da- damaging um, a damaging de- uh, defender um, if he can develop into a um, stronger player. Um, he's got uh, good kicking efficiency, a good positioning player, good in- intercept intercepting, a good rebounder. Um, he's got a, um, some improvement to be made in contested desert game. Um, but he's someone who could develop into um, a very strong, uh, medium-sized defender for the doggies mm. over the years to come. And that's what we're sort of after: is those rebounds, um, those damaging um, sort of rebounds from the halfback line. Um, and I think his um, experience that he will build up, you know, again going back to the VFL with the squad with the boys down there, um, he'll get to learn, I guess, the systems of the dogs and how to be able to, to slot in perfectly into that system and you know be great to have him as a player of the future yeah i think yep. that's right i think he's um, a player for uh, the future in a couple of years time i think give him yep. a bit more time and experience um charlie parker was another pick um yep. through the rookie draft yep, um, from sturt, sturt yep. yeah so nick tell us about him um so 24 year old so mature raid it's nice that um that they're still getting an eye um so uh, he, he had really good um he played nine games with the double blues um that year as a wingman and defender um, but missed the second half of the season through an injury. Uh, he's got a penetrating kick um, and has a great combination of high speed, high end speed, and endurance as well. So I'm thinking a bit like uh, a, bit, a bit of JJ. I think perhaps might be coming through with him. Um, he his background also is he's an extremely talented cricketer who um, applied his trade in in England um, in after finishing high school and then returned for his breakout Sandful season. So. Um, just one of those transition sort of uh, players who's um, you know, multi-talented, athletic, um, who can basically do anything with you know, any type of, uh, of batting or ball instrument, um, and that's what we're seeing with him. So he's on our rookie list. It'll be great to see how he goes with, with, with that speed, endurance, and that great long kick that he's got. Um, and I think with that maturity, um, might help him to sort of sneak in maybe during the season and have a bit of a run. Very good. Yep. Um, next um, rookie draft pickup was Robbie McComb. Yep. Uh, so former um, um, Footscray VFL player, 108, 80 centimetres, 82 um, kilograms. Um, so he's um, um, he was um, known for taking um, um, well, we were known for taking um, guys out of our own VFL squad, and the Bulldogs have listed him through the um, the rookie draft, mm. um, taken with the club second pick. Um, in the uh, the rookie draft, um, and um, a lot of people would know him from his time um, spending four seasons with the, the Footscray VFL program. Um, as a 25-year-old, played every, every match um, in the 2021 season, um, and a good good percentages, good stats, um, yep. over 25 disposals per game, uh, more than four marks, um, and then more than four tackles per game. That's that's a that's a good set of stats for yeah. a player. It just builds the depth in our, our um, midfield. Um, so it, the fact that he can sort of step in and and uh, apply his trade really well, and, and like you said, he, he's had a stellar season. 
in 2021 with our VFL squad, and we do look after them. He was named in the VFL Team of the Year as well, so he was acknowledged by not just by, by our club, but also by uh, well, the picks of yeah. the picks. So, of the he's team. Probably so the same pathway as Ryan Gardner, Mitch Hannon, Anthony Scott. Um, so people who have um, earned earned their stripes mm. um, in the VFL system, um, and um, that's going to help him. He's going to be able to slide in very nicely to the the way that we play footy um, in the senior team. So looking forward to see how he steps up. And um, I think I think we should probably see him quite early. And we we know from from past with you think about Mitch Hannon, Anthony Scott, Ryan Gardner as once they're in the system with us, we once we they're picked for a reason. He I think he'll be playing in the first couple of rounds. Yeah. Um, and then another um, um, tough, 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 um, tough um, story, footy story, mm. come good. Um, this one is uh, someone from the western suburbs of Melbourne who's been picked up in the category, category B rookie. Um, that's yep. uh, Cody Rack. Um, yep. He was um, um, listed um, as um, um, listed um, as a, as a next generation academy graduate, 192 centimetres, 80 kilograms. Um, intercept marking machine is described as um, and he's someone who um, after a number of years trying to work his way into the doggies team has, has finally been sort of picked up in the uh, category b rookie picks um, and he's someone who who can really catch people's eye in relation to his performances on the field um, he's a center half back um, um, undersized tall defender um, and he's certainly earned his stripes over a number of years um, so he's he strengths intercept marking Accumulating lots of uh, um, possessions, um, really smart footy player, good position player. He's got to do a bit more work on consistency and his versatility across across the ground. Uh, but he's, he's a great great footy story. This one, someone who's worked really hard uh, to get to get through to where he is today. So looking mm-hmm. forward to him making his way into the into the senior team as well. And I think that's something we really should acknowledge that we've had two years of COVID, two years of interrupted football. Um, basically, their ability to apply their trade and build their skills, and and with with um, with Cody uh, Cody coming through the, the academy, it's 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 a great um, sort of acknowledgement of his his experience and his role during that time, and very excited to see what he can do, and hopefully he gets a good run. That's right. Um, yeah, and our last bit, um, bit of an elevation. Guards. Gardens. Ryan Gardner. Yep. So elevated to the primary list, um, we all we all know and love um, his work, and he's someone who's um, started out from um, you know um, the senior team and really worked his way into a key position um, for the doggies, and he's someone who really um, has developed into a really strong and, and able uh, backman. Um, so he's he's someone who um, I think the club looks to for its, its future defensive um, structure out back. Um, so he's now on the primary list. So um, well done to Ryan Gardner. Absolutely, and you know, one of those um, mid-season draft picks, um, and he's sort of one of those shining stars. I think from that, it's been it's been a bit hit and miss. I think for most clubs about how the mid-season draft has gone for them, and for, for Ryan Gardner, he's been a great pickup for us as the dog um, into that defensive role. And I do remember like the fact that he was picked up on the front on Wednesday. I think he was playing in the seniors on the weekend. So uh, he has a lot of um, I guess a lot of credit towards him and his abilities. Um, we want to jump to the AFLW um, season um, kicking off in January. Um, so um, worth noting that we're facing um, Melbourne in the, in the women's comp in the first game of the season, just as we're facing the men 
uh, yeah. Melbourne Demons in the it's no uh, break stakes, no break. It's just it's just it's a it's the new rivalry, isn't it? Um, it is. It's Melbourne into Demons. It, it is. It is. Um, but in this case, it, it's um, a long-standing tradition between the Western Bulldogs and Melbourne um, to um, uh, meet in in the, in the AFLW competition. Mm. Um, they're kicking off their first game on Saturday, the eighth of January, at the, at the Wit Noble. I encourage people to get down there. I'll be down there with the family. It's a a fantastic evening mm. or um, uh, spectacle to to attend and a really welcoming environment. Um, so the, these clubs have faced off um, against each other um, in exhibition games all the way back to 2013 and 2016. Um, they also buy for what's called the Hampson Hardman Cup, named in honour of women's football pioneers Barb Hampson and, and Lisa Hardman. Um, and um, you know the the doggies team is really looking forward to to this game, and, and they match up well against uh, the Melbourne Demons. Mm. Um, they've got a couple of uh, exciting new prospects working their way through um, the, the training and some of the um, early practice matches. Um, and certainly, you know, um, leaders like Izzy Huntington are saying that this group, you know, is, is looking to success in, in 2022 and looking forward to the opportunity to build on last year's record of 5-4 win-loss and trying to get themselves into the finals mix for this season. Yeah, I think so. And there's been... I know that with uh, Melbourne, we've had a, a very strong rivalry with, with them um, ever since uh, the first season. Um, I think more interestingly, there's been a, a quite a big pickup for uh, for Melbourne, um, which was uh, Taylor Harris, and she had a little um, had an interesting situation finishing off at at Carlton with yep. her uh, request for her um, basically her contract, and yes. they said not really, and then she's over at Melbourne now. So that's going to be very interesting to see how she slots into that um, that setup over there. You've got some um, some quite quality players with Daisy Pierce that's running through there, and and their midfield as well um, is quite strong as well. But we do have some, I think, some potentially some really great ins for us for the dogs. Um, well, a few ready-made um, players to join um, the starting lineup. So, um, Rochelle Cranston yep. and Ellie Bennett's will will certainly be in the mix for selections. Um, and certainly, Izzy Grant um, word is coming that she's doing quite well in terms mm. of development as well. So, yep. um, Look, I'm looking forward to see Rocky. Rocky Cranston. Well, it's a lot good. of maturity, a mm. lot of footy smarts coming into the team and, and a really um, solid footy player. So um, she's really going to be a great help for uh, the developing and the up-and-coming players across um, the starting lineup for the women's team. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, yeah, looking forward to those two um, star recruits and in, in making a real impact in the Doggies' um, first game. Absolutely. So that, that's going to be quite a big game, I think, at, at the Whitnoble on the 8th of, of Jan. Um I guess, I guess also looking looking ahead, uh, perhaps in the following week, um, it's probably good to have a little chat about that as well. Um, well, down to the Cattery, Nick. Uh, Saturday the 15th of January, night match. It's uh, not down scary the... anymore, Jase. It's oh, okay. You can almost win there. The Doggies fans are always of two minds whether they make the trip down Geelong Road to, to attend the match or not. And <laughs> still thinking about whether we, we take the family along to that mm. match. But um, just, just make sure there's no no, um, no marks with about seven seconds to go in the final quarter. I think we should be all right. Uh, well, um, mm. perhaps, perhaps you know, Geelong's more of an up-and-coming team yeah, than yeah. Um, the Doggies. They they finished um, towards the bottom of the ladder for their season last year. But you don't take anything for granted. Obviously, the doggies had a great win down mm. there last year. If you remember, yeah, that's um, the right. women's yep. team um, started their role. I think it was under. Yeah, yeah, and some you know some real you know um, star performances like uh, Fitzgerald's performance mm. on the night was amazing. Oh, the Fitzy run. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that um, incredible run. run and goal. Um, yes. So um, it wouldn't be a bad one to take the time to go down. Um, to see the doggies down there. Hopefully they can kick off the season with a win against Melbourne and then um, move into the game against Geelong. 
Um, and then a, um, a tough game the following week, which is um, taking us into the end of January with um, the Pride round against Carlton, mm-hmm. um, which will be another um, um, competitive game against mm-hmm. uh, a team that, which is in a similar position to the Doggies on the on its way up. So yeah, um, so that that's some some of the the games to look forward to. So um, I encourage people to make their way down on um, get your tickets and, and make your way down on the eighth of January for the starter match, uh, the first match of the season because that's going to be a, a ripper of a game. Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, and looking at our, our um, I guess, our fixture for the remainder of the season, I think we've done, I think, pretty fairly. Um, we're, not, we're not sort of off balance by too many highs, too many lows. I think we've got a nice balance there. So, um, you know, the, the, the dogs have talked about uh, the two, two by 25 as a bit of a goal for them. So let's see how this season of improvement sort of continues from, from last year with our um, finish up in the positive. I think we're should be aiming towards uh, at least a top, um, uh, basically having a role in the final series, which is something the dogs are more than capable of. Yeah, they're going to miss um, um, Deanna Berry and Gabby Newton, who are still um, got major injuries. Mm. Um, but that's, as I said, that opens the door for Ali Bennett's um, and um, um, other, other other players to ha- make their mark in, in the starting lineup, um, um, Cranston and, and others. So um, looking forward to. Um, also, some of those newer recruits to make mm. their mark as well. So Amanda Ling, Aurora Smith, and others to actually get get their opportunity to have some game time. Um, but certainly the doggies, if you look at their their possible lineup, they've they've got a great um, a great number of good players, maturing players across the, all their lines. So you would hope that they would be um, ready to show their best and to actually make a real push for finals um, campaign this year. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let's uh, let's maybe look at the last little topic we want to look at. And so, Jason, we we've gone past Christmas, we've uh, we've opened up the wrapping, we've we've torn up the paper, we've we've been tangled in the in the bunting. I said to Santa, all I want for Christmas is a premiership, Nick, and uh, we just missed it, a little bit shy of it. But yes, and yes, some other things to reflect on in terms of gifts that the doggies gave us mm. uh, for twenty twenty one, and and thinking, you know, um, some of the real highlights and some some of the experiences and some of the, the players development over the year and i suppose you know thinking about norton early in the year and his aerial um, abilities were just incredible to watch and his domination, so exciting, absolute domination. Um, until that injury and that um, mm. concussion he suffered um but some other players nick who, who do you think were real uh, standouts for I, the season? I, I think for me really it was it was the year of the flare we were getting flare back in with the dogs we had mm. um cody waitman just having a field day and just loving football and you can see the passion in his face when he, when he got his opportunity um, around the middle of the year. Taking Specky just, over Max Gorn at one point. I think everyone takes Specky over Max Gorn, Jason. <laughs> I think I might have step even ladder. done it last year. Step ladder. Yeah. Yes, step ladder Gorn. Um, so uh, Cody Waitman's been a great one for me. Um, Bailey Smith take, going, taking that next step up that we were amazed that he was able to do. Yeah, yeah, um, he's now one of he's the, the new, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Dusty Martin, isn't oh, yeah. he? He's one of the most... Um, well-known and um, well-loved players in the whole competition. Oh, at the moment. Yes, highest Instagram, Instagram <clears throat> followers, supposedly. So, you know, you're on a good thing when that happens. And looking back, I suppose, the finals campaign, you know, we, we had a, you know, a terrible um, end with the loss to the Demons. But what an exciting, um, you know, week, mm. weeks of finals campaign as we um, crisscrossed across the country and, and those mm. incredible, inspiring wins. Yep. Uh, that game against uh, Brisbane. Brisbane Lions oh. was just um, a real highlight of Highlight of the year, wasn't it? Mm. And, it and it was. I noticed on the AFL website it was put down as the the number one game of the year. I think so. It's a real classic, Absolutely. classic game, and it you know, to and froing that 
knock on the ball to get it through for for that magic mm. point and and how it just sprinted down to the other end. It was it was uh, just amazing uh, game to watch and to feel, and uh, it was quite amazing. And so what do the doggies need? If the doggies needed a few Christmas presents, Nick, what, what do you think they well, might need I, I for think, 2022? I think uh, under, under the Christmas tree down at the Witten Oval, next to uh, Teddy's um, Teddy's little, uh, I'm going to call a statue, um, is I, I think there's going to be a bit of a need of uh, defence. I think that's a little present of defence. I'm a bit worried. No, just not worried a bit, just a little mindful, I think best way to put it, of uh, the loss of Eastern Wood with that experience. I'm hoping Tim O'Brien just fits into and slots in that leadership uh, elder statesman role. We do have a lot of young players floating around in that back, yep. li- uh, back line. So I think that's player. what yep. I would love for the dogs to wrap up, you know, unwrap. Um, what about you, Jace? Um, well, I'd love to see Jamara stepping up this year mm. and making another uh, forward option. So um, with all of the, the tall stocks that we've got sitting in the forward line, um, with him having a few games this year, we'd like to see him take up the opportunity with um, Bruce's absence and mm. for most of the year to step up and actually put in some more games this year and more success. So when he was on, when he was given the opportunity for you know to show his That's his marking and kicking skills, they were um, silky smooth mm. and, and really impressive to watch. His, so really his love second to see game him step up. against, I think it was Gold Coast, wasn't it, where he sort of went a bit nuts? Um, um, yeah, I, I, um, I thought he... Um, Which game was that one? Um, Adelaide, Port Adelaide. Oh, I don't know. No, sorry, I can't remember. Yeah, can't remember. But he played, played a blind, and we know that he's more than capable. And we've heard him, heard people talk up, talk him up. So I think that's one to look forward to. One thing, one thing I'm really looking forward to is uh, when the when the, when the mustache comes back. Um, he's going to be having. He's, he's um, supporting the, uh, the the coaching of AFL Women's uh, for next season, and um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to when uh, when Brucey makes his comeback. Yep. After that sore knee that he got uh, at the end of that uh, that, uh, that game. And what about what about our rock 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 stocks, Nick? We've um, we had um, Stephen Martin step up to the finals campaign and look a little bit underdone. Mm. Can we get a, a bit more games from him? Can we see Tim English build up a bit more into a premier ruckman for the league? I think so. I think that this is the the year for for, for Timmy. I think um, for him to step up. With English, I'm a bit worried about his his Achilles, his old man um, sort of soreness that comes in, you know, his hamstrings and Steph and Martin. Steph Martin, yeah, I'm worried yeah. about his. So I'm not too sure how much we're going to get from him. I'd love to get 22 games out of him; would be great. But yep. I, I'm thinking really we need to have that ability to have um, Tim English to really take on the take on the sort of the big players and and you know not get pushed around like he was with Gorn and and with Luke Jackson in the grand final. Um, and he's in, just get him maybe an extra five or six kilos, maybe an extra turkey, maybe you can have for uh, Christmas lunch. Maybe might be a bit helpful for him as well. <laughs> um, but that's I think that's sort of really what uh, what we're after for them is is uh, just a little bit more bit more meat on 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 the young Timmy would be great. Very good. Yeah. Well, I think that's perhaps the wrap for twenty twenty one, Nick. Um, in many ways, a challenging years for. For everyone in lockdown and, and dealing with um, COVID um, and um, you know the doggies uh, men's team face the same sort of struggles as they um, went across the country playing their games and, and in and out of lockdowns and pubs mm. um, and certainly you know the women's comp is also facing the odd challenge in relation to people um, um, picking up COVID and impacts on training schedules um, so hoping that as we get into 2022 we have a little bit less of that and that it's um a little bit easier to deal with and that it doesn't have the same impact or the same um, loss of opportunities for some players when they get yeah. hit, hit with uh, COVID cases. So looking it, forward to it. Is, it is going to be very... A bit more freedom this year. 
it's going to be very interesting to see how um, how the AFL sort of manages that whole COVID situation. We've got a little Omi floating around at the moment, um, and just going to see how that sort of that sort of plays out. We're not wanting to a stage where we're sort of putting up um, some underdone players or players at risk. Um, so looking forward to seeing hopefully a bit of common sense comes through with, with who they how they deal with this, um, and hopefully in the end of it we'll have um, some lots of good football, which is what we're really wanting in the end, aren't we? And I think you're right. I think Jamara went went wild when he played uh, Gold Coast. I think you were right yes. on that one. Like four thousand goals or something like that. <laughs> so the big marks and, and big huge. marks and beautiful kick for goal. Yes, big so twenty twenty two. Jamara's year. So let's uh, put that stamp down. See if that works. <laughs> or maybe maybe maybe. Oh, the other another thought um, for a last thought might be a brown loaf for Bont. Maybe that would be a nice little uh, present present under the Christmas tree. Yes, I'd have to watch out for Bailey. I think. Um, but you never know. It might be Jack McRae. He might go, no, 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 Marcus. Step aside. Uh, he'd have to dye his hair He's, blonde, I think, or I think orange so. to actually get the attention. Take it all off. Right. Take it all off to, to a bit of a Gary Ablett type of situation. I don't know. <laughs> all right, then. I think that's the, uh, yeah, that's the siren, Jason, for 2021. That's the wrap. That's the wrap. Okay. Um, well, don't forget, everyone, that we're on uh, Facebook. Um, just look us up a couple of drop sheets from the Whip Noble. Um, please say hello to us on the page, um, and uh, you can follow us all on those groovy, uh, groovy podcast service providers like your iTunes and like your Spotify and all the other good good uh, podcasting companies. Um, thanks very much. Um, happy New Year! Thanks for Nick. those who are listening. Thanks to you, Terry. Year of the dogs. Year of the dogs. Woof woof. Woof woof. Oh.